The problem is that you, if you have a subject that is cumulative by nature and you take a long break, you come back and you couldn't do what you could do before. You forgot what you knew. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. Well, Andrew, it's finally here, summer. means it's going to get hot. Well, yeah. Well, that's true, especially in Oklahoma. It gets pretty hot yeah, here. Yeah, it does. We're used to the coastal breezes blowing offshore in Southern California or, in your case, Central California. But We don't get that here. No. <laughs> it's it's just long, hot. It's, it's a long, long, hot time. It's a long way from the coast, too. <laughs> so... I know that you have talked in the past about evaporation happening in summer because of the heat. But what are you really talking about? Well, there? it's, you know, it's a, an analogous meaning there because, yes, evaporation occurs when there's heat. But sadly, a lot of kids, you know, they study during the school year. They do their math. They do their writing. They do maybe their Latin or foreign language. They they do things and then around <clears throat> mid to end of May, uh, either school finishes or the homeschool kind of wraps up or the co-op class winds down. And then there's this period, you know, June, July, most of August, where they're not doing that same kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, human memory being what it is, uh, without reinforcement, we start to forget stuff. And it's really unhappy when you've spent a lot of effort learning math or practicing writing or, or language, and then you you don't reinforce it, and a couple months later, you don't remember those things that you learned at the end of the previous, what we would call a school year. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of summer... It's not particularly helpful to kids and retaining information, especially those cumulative things, the things you have to practice and maintain. Okay. So what are those subjects that you – I mean, you mentioned some of them, math and writing. Right. Well, it's anything where it's it's kind of a a skill and your ability to do it is is based on your maintaining – that ability. Um, you know, I noticed this long before, uh, you know, IEW, I was teaching violin mm-hmm. and parents would sometimes, you know, say, well, could we take some time off mm-hmm. from violin? Well, what does that mean, time off? Well, we're just kind of tired and we just thought we'd, you know, take a month off from practicing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's never a good idea. Okay. Never a good idea. Yeah, you can get tired and mm-hmm. you can feel like you would like to do that, but it's it's almost always the death knell 
Mm. Because if you if you play a musical instrument and you're practicing every day and you're getting a little bit better gradually over time, but then you stop, a month is huge. So you just you know take a big break. You come back a month later. You pick up your instrument. You sit down at the piano. And you can't do what you used to be able to do. Okay, but wouldn't it come back to you pretty quickly? Maybe, well, it might take a whole month for it to come back. Well, it might, but it's that initial feeling of, mm. oh, no, I can't do what I used to do. I don't know what I used to know. Right. This sounds worse than it used to sound. Right. Um, I, I forgot the, the piece or I forgot this thing. Mm-hmm. That is something that is just... It's anathema to children. They hate that feeling mm-hmm. of going backwards or getting worse. Because mm-hmm. kids, by their nature, right, as they're growing up, pretty much it's just continuously. They're getting better. They're getting smarter. They're getting better looking. They're getting bigger, <laughs> stronger. They're just used to always getting better. Mm-hmm. So when they hit <clears throat> some discipline like music or, you know, we can extend that into some of the academic or school-related areas, and they're, and they're not getting better or they got worse, they just hate that feeling. And then, of course, you don't want to experience that feeling, so you want to then extend your vacation or continue that period of taking a break or whatever you've decided to do. So I had to often you know, work with parents and music and say, no, your net loss is going to be very much more than any net gain you get. Let's see if we can, you know, restructure this, do a few different things, try to make it a little more fun, set up a challenge, you know, try to move it from being a chore to be avoided to being a challenge for the child. But don't just take a break. Okay, so I'm either the homeschool mom or a classroom teacher, and right now I am shuddering. Are you saying I have to teach all year round? Well, of course, you know, the real reason we do summer, mm-hmm. well, the original reason we had summer, well, let's go back even further. The original reason we didn't have school year round was because kids needed to help out on the farm and help out in the family business, and that was... A, a significant part of life for many American families, mm-hmm. you know, what, 120, 150 years ago. That, of course, is no longer the case, but it's kind of continued. I think the reason we don't do year-round school is because if we did, teachers might just not want to continue being teachers. I mean, that's one of the big perks of the job Right, is that, you know, a couple months of paid vacation, I mean— you wish you had a couple months of paid vacation. <laughs> but, you know, some some schools have been trying to experiment with this. Well, instead of taking off two and a half months all at mm-hmm. once, why don't we do, you know, four, six-week breaks mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the year? Because it is good to have breathers and teachers need a rest. It's a, it's a rather stressful job, you know, especially in certain schools. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem is that, you, if you have a subject that is cumulative by nature and you take a long break, you come back and you couldn't do what you could do before. You forgot what you knew, and that's very frustrating. Now, some things it's not going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're studying things that are mostly 
um, facts and knowledge with a few experiments and things, you know, science or history, mm -hmm. um, you can learn it and forget it, and then you can learn more and forget that, and you can keep learning and forgetting. And your ability to learn new is not based on your remembering everything you learned okay. in those subjects. Right. But math, for example, if you, you know, learn your multiplication tables and then you take a long break and you forget those because you're not really using them. And honestly, what eight or nine-year-old child uses multiplication on a daily basis? No. But then you come back after a couple months and now you forgot what six times seven is mm -hmm. and you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. So math is one of those things that I think parents would do well to kind of just keep doing a little bit, maybe not as much or in structured of a way, but keep the review going, mm -hmm. right? You, you at a certain point learn how to multiply or divide fractions. And if you don't keep doing that, in a couple months, you might well forget how to right. do that. Then you look at a problem and your brain says, well, I knew how to do that, and I, but I don't, mm -hmm. so I'm stupid, right? No. You know, and that's what children are experiencing. So then mm -hmm. you get this negative. I've seen it happen a lot with foreign language. You know, mm -hmm. Latin, you work really hard to practice and maintain your vocabulary mm -hmm. over the school year. But then you don't do it for two and a half months. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody's using Latin right. during the day right. while you're playing outside or swimming in the river or <laughs> the lake with the cottonmouth snakes around here, Yikes. you know, or, or playing video games. You know, whatever kids do to relax they're not reinforcing that. Consequently, those neural connections start to kind of fade and they start to lose it. So really, uh, Latin would be a, a cumulative subject. And as a person who's seen that happen, you know, personally, I can feel the angst of thinking, I used to know what this word was and now I can't remember. Right. And, you know, if it's a one or two or a few words, but when it's whole chunks of words, that's so frustrating. I think we see this with our writing program, mm -hmm. too, because it is cumulative mm -hmm. in that nature. Uh, you build the checklist as you go, easy plus one, mm -hmm. uh, and each, you know, you, you kind of, you get a new technique, you practice it, it becomes pretty easy. You get another new technique, you practice it, it becomes easy. Mm -hmm. But if you stop practicing, mm -hmm. well, then what happens? You've got to go back. Yeah, you kind of forget your great collection of L.Y. Mm -hmm. adverbs and you forget how to make better who which clauses and you maybe forget some of the clausal starters if you know if you memorized it when while well, where as since if although but I've met kids who memorized it and then a couple months of not using it they're like who what why when where how right. you know they get their their <laughs> lists mixed up in their brain so you know, I, I think mostly those three areas, um, mathematics, foreign language, mm -hmm. and writing, mm -hmm. those are really the skills that you want to continue to practice during the summer, the off part, so that the evaporation that is kind of inevitable with the time away from serious study mm -hmm. doesn't affect the student to a point where then they start to say, oh, I, I hate doing that. They didn't hate doing it, but they hate not knowing. Right. Right, exactly. So I'm going to ask a related question. This would be for some of our listeners, and this is a question that our customer service team has received. What can I do 
because I think the answer is similar to the summer school question. What can I do for my students who are enrolled in a full-time school and are not using IEW writing method? What can I do to help them become better writers after school and by extension over the summer? Yeah, well, the first thing you have to do is organize some time, Mm -hmm. like plan a little bit and say, okay, it's not the school year, so we're not going to pretend it is. We're going to have lots of free time for play and have a lower stress, but we will spend a certain number of hours each week Mm -hmm. or each day, Mm -hmm. minutes per day or hours per week on these few things so that we can maintain or build. If a student is enrolled in a school and the parent would like to give them the advantage of the structure and style in writing program, I think Personally, I think the student writing intensive Mm -hmm. is the perfect program because, number one, kids generally like it. You know, I make them laugh within the first five minutes of putting in the the DVD. So they – it's different than what they're used to in school. Mm -hmm. It's a different style of instruction. It's kind of instantly engaging. And while we do provide a large number of additional practice assignments – you don't have to do them all. Mm-hmm. Of course, you remember when mm-hmm. I first did the student writing intensive, yep. it was four days yes. in a row, three hours a day, <laughs> yes. Monday through Thursday. The kids' little brains were fried. <laughs> your, your, your boys, when they were young, yes. all of them suffered that. Yes, they did. Um, so, you know, my goal was to say, okay, I'll teach as much as I can mm-hmm. in these four days. That's the name, student writing intensive. intensive yeah. <laughs> then as we started to sell the videos of that, we realized, well, that's really drinking out of the fire hose problem. <laughs> yeah. Too much, too fast. Yeah. So let's uh, create some in-between practice assignments. So the way it works is you, you get a video, uh, you watch it, turn it off, and you do just that. And usually the kids can do it pretty easily because, you know, I try to be teaching with source texts that are at or below the reading level, that are interesting, giving examples and and giving them lots of resources. So most kids, I think if they've got the right level, they can do that student intensive day one without a whole lot of help, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, some will. They've got the dyslexic or, you know, learning challenge. But most of them, it's pretty much plug and play or plug and write, I guess you'd say. (laughs) Um, And then there's a few more assignments just like that one, Mm -hmm. I think three. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you watch the next one and do a few more just like that. Watch the next one, do a few more just like that. Watch the last one. So if you did all of them, there'd be about 16 assignments. And if you did one a week, that would be more than your basic summer allows for. Right. But what I would say is you don't have to do them all. Mm-hmm. Those are just kind of extra. If you want the practice, you could uh, schedule to do, you know, the video plus one more, mm-hmm. do one a week, and you've got eight weeks. Right. That doesn't seem so overwhelming during right. the summer. Right. And I'm also thinking of the after-school crowd. They could still just do one a week, and it still wouldn't be overwhelming. No, no, it wouldn't. I mean, some of the assignments are just, you know, one paragraph, two paragraphs, three paragraphs. There's only a few that would be five paragraphs. That would be the longest. Uh, And then, of course, what a lot of students have found is that if they're in a school that's not using the IEW, Mm -hmm. they they do that on mm-hmm. the side, yes. you know, and at first they slightly make complain, extra work. Hey, I go to school. How come mom makes me do this? But, well, that's life. Then they <laughs> go back to school yeah. 
and they have this whole like case of secret weapons, right? right? Tools they can pull out the teacher doesn't know, <laughs> and they can just almost instantly start making their writing better, and the teacher notices, and they're more confident, and mm-hmm. they they have a plan. So I guess maybe that would be the, the title of the blog post, you know, equipping your student with secret weapons <laughs> for the nice. fall. Yes, <laughs> yes. In the spirit of not withholding help, I do need to be sure our listeners know that along these lines, we do provide online classes. And a lot of the students enrolled in our online classes are these after-school kids. Really? They're later in the day, especially if you're on the East Coast, Uh you know, because our online classes are set for central time. So if you're on the West Coast, you might have to get out of school a little early Mm -hmm. to get up or get up early in the morning to do it before school. But yeah, we do have a lot of students that are enrolled in full-time schools, but are also taking our once-a-week online program. And of course, we have our six-week summer online classes as well. Right. And that's that's the easy one Mm -hmm. for kids in school. The other thing that would be very easy to do, I think, during the summer, whether you're homeschool or you know, hybrid school or full-time school, you've got this eight, 10 weeks, would be a a fix-it level because uh, it's really so easy to do. And, you know, it's so funny. I've been starting convention season now. Yes. I've been traveling all over the country and people walking up going, oh, we just love your fix-it. It's Mm -hmm. so much easier and more fun. And we feel like we're learning more Mm -hmm. than we did with, you know, whatever they were doing before. And the way it's structured, you know, 10 minutes a day, 15 max, you know, Uh, or you could do 15 minutes twice in one day and not do it the next. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't even have to finish the whole book to get a huge benefit of doing. Of course, the kids probably would want to finish the book because they want to know how the story comes out in the end. Yes, yes. Uh, But so um, just take just take 30 seconds for our listeners that are not familiar with Fix It. How does how is it laid out? Well, um, there's six levels, and the first level we recommend what about grade four mm-hmm, kids yes. about nine, mm-hmm. ten, eleven years old, mm-hmm. and it's divided into uh, well, it's a story. So each level is a different story. The story is then divided into chunks of one or maybe two sentences mm-hmm. per day for four days a week, mm-hmm. and so you go through week, 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 week four per day, and in the sentence there are embedded errors, errors for mechanics, punctuation, capitalization, errors of homonyms. There's a vocabulary word element. There's a little bit of labeling parts of a sentence, such as prepositional phrases or dependent clauses, that kind of thing. Um, they, If they're using our structure and style program, they would also be identifying dress-up techniques or sentence openers, although the fix-it can be done without the structure and style program. I am meeting increasing numbers of people who are finding out about IEW because of fix-it. Right. Not even knowing we have a whole system for teaching composition. Uh, So what you do is you give the child the sentence or two for the day with the embedded errors, the the can put it on a whiteboard. You can print it out of the student uh, papers that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to fix it. They mm-hmm. try to, you know, put the capital letter where it needs to be and figure out if it should have a comma or not and mark things. 
And then you, the, the parent, teacher, coach, whoever, or some children just do this on their own. They get the teacher book with the fixed up version and compare the fixed up version with their attempt to fix it up and see how well they did. And little by little, they are discovering a story unfolding. Yes. Which so, I love that. So if you got through, you know, 30 weeks of The Frog Prince, mm-hmm. for example, you would just really want to keep going with that so you could see how it comes out in the end. Right, exactly. Uh, or you could cheat <laughs> and just read ahead. Read ahead, yes. Uh, but it's, it's a brilliant approach, and so many people have found that it reinforces a lot of things mm-hmm. Um, just basic mechanics, basic grammar, basic handwriting, basic right. reading with with kind of not a lot of stress. Right. It's a low stress way. And it's not like you study and have to take a test and you fail or not. It's just like every day it's a little game. Mm-hmm. It's like a game you play. Yep. I yeah. love that. Well, that I'm sure is very helpful to our listeners. So ultimately, don't take the whole summer off. At no, least not from and writing or I, I would say one more thing because I know oh, sure. some of our listeners have been doing perhaps the poetry memorization program, mm, right? Uh, or they've been memorizing poetry, mm-hmm. not with our product, but but in general mm-hmm. or scripture or whatever. That's probably one of the most important things to remember. Don't stop reciting the poems and and language that you have worked so hard to memorize. That's right. It's so easy to spend a little bit of energy and recite the poems you've learned compared to the amount of effort it took to learn them in the beginning. And when a child starts to forget a poem, they get discouraged and they start to not like it and they don't want to have to re-learn it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, as with, you know, we started the discussion with, with maintaining your musical repertoire, Mm -hmm. not taking time off from music practice, Mm -hmm. maintain your language Mm -hmm. repertoire and don't take time off from that, then uh, it just becomes, you know, a a way of maintaining and growing and just getting better and better and better, which is what kids really mostly enjoy doing. Right. I want to mention one other optional idea for summer, especially if you have teenagers, and that is if you've gone through IEW yourself as a teacher, maybe you're a home educating parent or you're a classroom teacher, if you have teenagers, you can actually refresh yourself with watching the Teaching, Writing, Structure, and Style DVDs again Mm -hmm. or on streaming and just have your kids sit there and watch it with you and have them learn a little bit more deeply our writing method. And then when they go back to school in the fall, they will know it so well that maybe they could teach their peers. You know, and I've had the funniest things, you know, again and again, people will come up to me and say, well, you know, I was watching your your teaching, writing, structure, and style. And, you know, my 12-year-old, yes. every time he hears you come on the TV, he comes in the room and sits down just because he likes to listen and wait for your jokes. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> even though... It is a, a course designed for mm-hmm. adults, mm-hmm. how to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many stories I've heard of kids who enjoy that too. Right. So, yeah, it's a good idea. Yep. So lots of options. Stay busy this summer. Enjoy. Go to Hawaii or Disneyland. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't do either of those. Go north where it's cool. <laughs> but stay fresh and have a great summer. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Julie. 
Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudoua and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. Thank you.